Hi there, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. This week, we're visiting the Czech Republic, and I'm going to be very sorry if I butcher the name of this, um, of, of the beer we're trying. But we're trying Earl's Nepil. Oh, God, now I've butchered it already. <laughs> Double butchering. <laughs> <laughs> Say butcher one more time. <laughs> Meat cleave. Elsner Pilsner? Pilsner Urkel, I think. Pilsner Urkel, there we go. Look, I've already messed it up, it's fine. Um, but I will hand over to, to Joe, he's going to go for the hot topic. So this week, the hot topic, I'm going to talk to you about a new beer, just in time for summer. Now, what do you need when it's nice and hot outside? Suntan lotion. Water. Yeah. Water, yeah. So waters are like that, that's a good idea. A, a hat with a big brim. To not be at work. Not be at work, yeah, absolutely. You want to be uh, enjoying it. So when you're out, let's say, let's picture the scene. You're out in the park, okay? Yeah. Nice summer, hot, hot day. Hot pants! You've, you've, you've had plenty of water, you've got your suntan cream on, you've got your big hat on, so you've ticked all those boxes. Yeah. And you've got your little hot pants on. <laughs> you're, you're, sure. <laughs> you want to be wearing your little hot pants, father. You can do <laughs> And you hear in the background this faint twinkling, like kind of music, like kind of jovial, uh, you know, music coming in the background, and it's getting closer. And it's Santa's getting... coming. No, <laughs> in the summer. Yes, it's he of means... course going to be Travis, he an means... ice cream van. Oh, oh okay. That's oh. it. Oh, so not Santa then. Not Santa. The opposite of Santa. <laughs> A really skinny. <laughs> miserable man <laughs> with a clean shaven is an insurance salesman isn't he that's what we're talking about <laughs> so just in time for summer uh, Camden Town has come up with a an ice cream vanilla lager beer oh heavens oh a, a lager beer a lager yeah, so beer it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's not you put the emphasis on the wrong bit Travis <laughs> It's not that it's lager that's remarkable. <laughs> they're, a brewer, they're a brewery. It's the vanilla ice cream bit that's, in, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, Cam, Camden Town are making what? Beer? <laughs> and a lager at that, like they're known for their lagers. Um, so, so, yeah. This, uh, sounds, in, sounds interesting, though. I like vanilla as a flavour. Often ends up being sweet, though. Yeah, so they say that it's a, um, you know, they've introduced their freshest scoop yet, brewed with lactose Ooh. and vanilla essence for an ice cream inspired beer that's more refreshing than a soft serve on a summer's day. No chocolate flake needed. Oh, okay. I was going to say the soft serve is the, the that's like a scoopy dough bit, because there is also, yeah. for me, there is a bit of a difference between ice cream scoop and, you know, like a Mr. Whippy. Uh, Mr. Whippy, that's the soft serve. That's how I would refer to oh, a soft okay. serve. Yeah, the ones that you get out of, uh, you know, an ice cream van where they then, you know, it's out of the machine, mm. do little twisty things, and then they pop a big chocolate flake at the top. Yeah, yeah, okay. I hope it's ninety nine p. By the way, that would be a shout, wouldn't it? <laughs> what was that? They, should, they should make it ninety nine p. Yeah, I suspect the four pack of of uh, four forty mil cans, which are the big cans, uh, it's going to be considerably more three, than ninety nine p. Three pound ninety six. Then there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, uh, but yeah, I would be interested to try this. It's a 4.8%. Uh, you know, it has got lactose in it. So if you're lactose intolerant out there, probably won't be able to try it. And, it's not, and it, But it is suitable for vegetarians. 
These guys will be missing a trick if the marketing team don't convert an ice cream van to be serving this around now the place. That, now that's... I, could, I, think, I think I could see that's going to be one of their activations. You're absolutely right. I mean, they've got AB and Bev behind them now, so they've got some real spend. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they'll do something like that because that, that's a great idea, Drabs. They have to now, do that. If, if not, if that, if, I'll give them that one for free. The only thing I could think of they, that might stop them from doing that is because that would appeal to children. Yeah, but they're not going to sell it to children, are they? They'll ID everybody. <laughs> I, quite like the, I quite like the idea of attracting children all over to the van. And they're like, oh, oh, have an ice cream. And they're like, no, get away, you little freak. <laughs> you yeah. Challenge 21. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, you know, just to, to so that, you know, it still looks like an ice cream van, but maybe they put music out that's different so that people know it's not an ice cream van. Maybe they put, like, death metal, you know, <laughs> coming out the van. <laughs> the, the van. Yeah, but who's... No one's going to rock for children. a death metal van. What? what? Well, that's it. It's not for children. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying it isn't death metal, but what is the most appropriate music for a beer van? I mean, Umpar Band is, is making a lot of sense to True. me. Yeah, um, um, maybe, but then they're not. They haven't got any German heritage. That's so, true. You know, uh, because, well, um, I, think I think that'd be cultural appropriation, Barbara. Actually, so beer by Real Big Fish, which I'm sure has come up before oh, in the past. Yeah, could yeah, do. yeah. Might that be quite is... expensive for them to secure the rights for that. Oh, that's nah, true. Real Big Fish, Real Real Big Fish aren't that big. I was going to say when you said <laughs> <laughs> they're, about, they're huge. I like Real really, Big Fish. Yeah. in the name. I love I love Real Big Fish. It's, well, uh, when you said you know the music for a. Uh, Ice cream van is kind of like childish. I think if you go, do you just go back in time? Maybe some classical, maybe some Beethoven is the way to sell this. Yeah, ice cream. Just, yeah. If you Again, can hear I, the Fifth Symphony <laughs> coming around the corner, yeah. it's like that means the beer is here. Uh, yeah. so, so, so just to be com- confirmed, the, the marketing team at Camden Brewery, you can have all these ideas. That's for free. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can do this. Just a credit would be nice. <laughs> just let us know. Yeah, yeah we'll, just we'll let us know where you're going to be, and just, and just one free can. Yeah, one free can, uh, but, yeah. but for all of us, and not just these two. <laughs> it's three episodes later, and I'm still fine about it. Two episodes later, it's cool. <laughs> anyway, so exciting. Talk about Pilsner Urkel, which Travis had quite a bit of a difficulty explaining in the <laughs> yeah. in the intro. <laughs> Today we're drinking has. That's right. I had, a, had a, I had a difficult saying it and I difficulty finding it. <laughs> okay. That's, to be honest, that's so, because you've got the name so confused. You were looking for something <laughs> else the whole time. But this is an interesting beer to be doing. This is an interesting beer to be talking about. This is... It is. Because, and I think we mentioned it in a previous episode. This is the original Pilsner. It is. It's the original, which is amazing to say. 175 years worth of Pil- uh, is how long Pilsners have been around and because this is the first and original one. Now we did um, at the Czech Pilsner, um, what was it called, Barbara? Hello. Bitburger, wasn't it? When it was when we were talking about no, Bitburger? No, no, no. It, it was the Czech Republic. It was all about Prague. Um, yes. It was, but, well, I think it was because we were talking, well, just on that one, we had been talking about Lager versus Pilsner sort of thing. But it is from Pilsen in the Czech Republic and that's where Pilsner comes from, Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. there are Pilsner hops, um, and this is why this is Pilsner Urkel. I don't know where the Urkel bit comes from. That's presumably the, the, the local name. The area? Yeah. Um, well, well the, the area is Pilsen, right? Yeah. So like in German, when you're like a hamburger, because you're from Hamburg, a Pilsner is from Pilsen. Yeah. And I assume it's a Pilsner hop, but 
it's I, it, it, oh, but excuse me um i there's also the o r z p which i think is the link towards um what they do their original recipe um that presumably has has set the standard for you know think about how many pilsners there are these days it's often very easily forgotten but um well uh, uh oh god i can't think of any now um the only one i can think of is holston holston pills yeah but there's loads and it's just for me i just right. like it as a, as a sort of alternative and in inverted commas to lagers that's just got as we said before the bolder hop profile which is my phrase of the month at the moment so i love that the uh, the pilsner article goes quite a lot of detail about how they still make this traditional pilsner and this traditional method it's like triple decoction Decoction, which I had a quick Google of, and it's a concentrated liquor resulting from heating or boiling a substance, especially a medicinal preparation made from a plant. Mm. So it's about it's, it's all about extracting the essence of something, and they use uh, parallel brewing in wooden lagering barrels. Oh, that looks okay. quite interesting. And having looked at their website, I just slapped you guys the uh, or messaged you guys the. Um, the, the website that I'm, I'm referring to, the website page I'm re- referring to, and they have these big, big wooden barrels mm. where obviously their beer is stored in, which looks fascinating. Um, and they also have a guy who's they've, they've taken a photo of who looks like um, Dopey from uh, <laughs> from the Seven Dwarfs. Click on that link that I sent you and just scroll down a little bit. <laughs> yes, and, uh, <laughs> big old smile and. A little bit of a comb over. Does he ha- does he have eyes, or is he just smiling so, so broadly? It's pretty, he looks like a cartoon. It's fantastic, uh, but he's obviously very important to the brewery, and that he's checking them and inspecting their <laughs> beer from these big barrels. It's funny. I um, should give a little bit more detail of this uh, as as well, though. But I always I had seen this before, and I was wondering if I'd looked if we looked at this again. I'd say it again. Um, Pilsner Urquell are all about. In terms of how you serve your beer, you need a big, thick head. Like, yes. 40-50% of your glass should be the head, according to these guys. Yeah. Which I quite like as just almost completely arbitrarily, this is what you should this is how you should be drinking it. Like, I don't know the reasons for that they they will give, but I don't know, it's just almost like, you know, put your hands in the put yourself in the hands of the of the brewer. Well, they're saying that it's, uh, it's to keep the, the signature flavour balances sweetness from the triple decoct, de- that word that I said, malt, yeah. and bitterness from their sass hops. Um, the thick head of dense, wet foam adds smoothness <laughs> and seals in flavour and aroma. Sorry, you should not use dense, wet foam in any form of marketing for your beer. <laughs> um, I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. <laughs> I think you it's, should. It is. It's like forty percent of the of the of this jug is is a head. You should oh, use really it for marketing if you are. I don't know, giving very niche spa treatments, maybe. Want um, So, I'm I'm just so, so I'm I'm quite interested in Pilsner Urkel's marketing. Mm. Um, can you guys tell me which celebrity they picked to be the face of Pilsner <laughs> Urkel? Oh no, I don't know who is who oh, is I it. I want to be able to guess it though. Um, no, like, let's have a couple think, of goes. Think, okay. Think, okay. So to think of who would you want to advertise your pills and a beer in the celebrity world? The Pope. Yeah, that would right. be pretty cool. Usher. <laughs> how, how about wait? Uh, no, I, I've got I've got a better suggestion than this. 
Um, no, I don't know. No, just you just go and tell us. I think. Robbie Williams. Robbie Amazing. Williams. Robbie Robbie Williams. So they they basically <laughs> their 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 comparison is that they are the original and that they are the first and that every single time you drink a pilsner that it's fantastic and this is the original and they're saying that Robbie Williams every single performance he gives is original <laughs> and fantastic and a first and this sort of what yeah <laughs> that is a tenuous link if ever I heard one that yeah. is a very like, tenuous link I'm, I'm, I'm a massive Robbie Williams fan I've been to see him live three times um, a bit jealous I do actually really like Robbie Williams oh, to be honest. he's done some absolute bangers g- generally I've seen some absolutely fantastic people live, but nothing beats Robbie Williams live in concert. He is a phenomenal performer. But yeah, I just don't get the, the link between Pilsner Beer and Robbie Williams. I've got a picture of, uh, of um, Pilsner Urkel, someone drinking Pilsner Urkel, and on the other side is a picture of Robbie Williams with that kind of shaved around the sides haircut and sort of... Be- bleach blonde hair at the top into a quiff, which does make him look like an ice gem. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Um, so, I've, you know, they, obviously, we're talking. We need to go d- dig back into the history a bit more about mm. Pils- Pilsner Urquell. Um, you know, they've got pictures on their Instagram of like you know old, very old timey, maybe like the early nineteen, you know, nineteen hundreds of, uh, of of people. Digging ice out of the Pilsen rivers, um, and they are, they're saying in the in the captions that the, in the old days we used ice from Pilsen rivers and ponds to keep our beer cool as it lagered in our brewery cellars. So that's quite fun. Um, but actually, I was I stumbled across some little fun factoids here. So legend has it that the special yeast used to brew the first golden pilsner, Pilsner Urkel, was originally created at a Bavarian monastery, stolen and then cultivated by a monk. This monk then reportedly gave the yeast to one of the brewers at Pilsen as repayment for a debt. This same this same strain is still used in the in the brew the beer uh, used to brew the beer today. Can I, wait, can I can I can I just ask why is the monk in debt? Yeah, be borrowing money. Borrowing <laughs> money. His his but, logic checks out. But I thought I thought monks gave up all their worldly possessions and were meant to give up any form of sin. And all of that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, no, no wonder he needs to take a loan if he's given everything up. <laughs> yeah, that's, he's got nothing. I just, you know, who were the richest people in the world throughout med- medieval history and all this time? It was usually the Catholic Church. So I would say, yeah, you know, monks had a lot of power um, for that. So I think that, that analogy, Rich, would be nice to know if that's real, but I don't know if that actually translated. Um, but I digress. I think it's perfectly re- legitimate to think that a monk could have borrowed money and is in debt. Um, from someone, <laughs> but the fact that someone accepted this this strain of, of yeast as payment for repayment for that debt is another thing that's more interesting, I think. Yeah, if so, if somebody tried to pay a debt to me in yeast, I'd be like, "Come on, <laughs> what's this?" Yeah. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> have you ever heard of? It's, it's basically like a Jack of the Beanstalk when he took those three beans. Yeah. So it goes as well. A little fun fact here that beer, you know, as we know, check. You know, for the Czech culture, it's beer is incredibly important slash integral. Um, so it's been, it's, it was said that, and I think this is true, that in 1996, the then Czech president, uh, Vaclav Havel, met with the US president, Bill Clinton, at a Pilsner beer house in Prague to talk politics and culture whilst drinking Pilsner Urkel. That's what the legend goes. So rather than meeting in like a, you know, an official statement, they, you know, they met at a beer house, which I think was quite fun. 
Well, that's, that's probably the best place to discuss any big business is in a beer house because af- after a few beers, there's going to be some great decisions made. Well, and you know, maybe lots of decisions have to be made, a good decision has to be made in Czech Republic because, uh, you know, they are the largest beer consumers per capita in the world. They consume at a level that is almost double the yearly consumption level of the United States. Wow. Wow, okay. That is, that's, they're basically drinking that for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of pills there getting consumed. <laughs> Um, you know, we mentioned earlier on um, the, the, you know, there's a lot of head served with the, with a, mm-hmm. um, what was it, the bit, the, uh, how do they refer to it? The, oh, the wet, moist, wet, moist, wet, wet, wet dense, sweet, dead, dense, dead, <laughs> head. There was just the term dense, no dense, wet, described moist. Dense. No, no, it wasn't moist. We've added moist in there. Yeah. That's horrendous. Um, the dense, wet foam yeah. that adds the smoothness and seals in the flavour and aroma. Thick, thick, dense, wet. Thick. Just saying words. <laughs> so are we sounding more and more descriptive words? Um, so basically, with luminescent <laughs> pilsner. Um, basically, with that, they are actually quite serious about serving it like that. So, does the word tapsters? Tapster mean anything to you guys? No. I mean, I, I'm guessing someone who, who gives you beer. Well, exactly. Right? So there yeah. are, um, in, in Pilsen, um, there are a number of, uh, they call them Tankovna bars, um, where okay. there are, well, as I understand, there are people who, who work the bar as well, but there are tapsters <clears throat> who are specifically trained to serve the beer. This is basically a beer barista. They're all mm. they're all trained for like five days extensively just to pour out Pilsner Urkel perfectly as they're supposed right. to. So they take five days yeah, to exactly. learn how to pour a beer. I've just come off a three-day first aid course on how to do basic first aid. <laughs> and that's literally CPR and people bandages. Yeah, yeah no, no, they no. have... Yeah, to keep people up, they've just done five days on how to pour a beer. There's a little more to it, in fairness. So it is also about maintaining and cleaning the taps and that sort of thing. Um, however, the it is quite sweet, actually. I'm sorry to, to uh, reference them directly, but Pilsner Urkel have this motto that the brewmaster brews the beer, but the tapster makes the beer. And particularly in knowing that they have a certain level of a certain standard to which that you know the equipment that the draft beer is going to flow through is kept and maintained, you know, pretty pretty rigorously. I do really like. I I do admire that. I think there's much to be to be said for that. Uh, and apparently, in these Tankovna bars, particularly, well, the idea is that everyone is the the the, the tapsters are trained to a standard whereby this doesn't happen, but. If anyone goes uh, for a beer in there, they are really ready to send a, uh, a, a Pilsner Urkel back if it is not poured perfectly with the right amount of head and that sort of thing. So, I don't know, for, for a beer that to me has probably flown under the radar a little bit in the UK, it's worth bearing in mind, you, you know, um, it, it not being exported that much doesn't take away from, you know, the real local credibility this beer's got. 
Yeah, and I think that they're taking it very seriously. I mean, yeah. the fact that they've got a whole section of... They've got a whole programme around these tapsters where they're training them to be official In, indeed, um, pourers of their beer. And they've got them all listed on their website with profiles, like photos and shots, like they're me- real members of the team. I think it's really interesting. And actually, sorry, I should have said also that there is a little bit of a point to it as, as well in that... In the, I think in the bars that they work in, the idea is they're not always going to be selling Pilsner Urquell. So they are really familiar with other beers as well because Pilsner Urquell realise that theirs is not the only beer that exists. So the tapsters are really well versed on a load of other beers as well. So the, you know, it must be a pretty packed five days in truth. Their team's really big. I'm just looking at all of their pictures now. That's really cool. I'm down for that. I think more breweries should train people to pour I, the perfect I can't think beer. Of, I can't think of any... I mean, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I can't think of many other brewers who take the serving of the beer that seriously. Guinness, maybe give you that. Yeah, I was going to say Guinness maybe, was... Guinness is, but that, they, they do it on a very broad scale, large scale, don't they? So it's a little bit different, different with Pilsner Raquel, but but obviously very seriously taken. What do you think about this fact that they're saying and they're claiming on their website that um, so they're saying this the first world's first golden pilsner, the source of inspiration for all pilsner beers since 1842. It inspired a worldwide brewing revolution. Over 70% of all beer drunk today is in the pilsner style. Uh, 70% of all beer drunk today is in the pilsner style. That's what they're claiming on their website. That, does seem, a that? Bit, that does seem a bit bold, doesn't it? Would, would Budweiser call that their beer a Pilsner-styled beer? I think they they wouldn't, but I do think there's some credence to what Pilsner Urquell are saying. By it must have been influenced a little bit. Yeah, there's there's style, isn't it? It's mm. not Pilsner. It's Pilsner style. So I think you're right. I think that style word loosens everything up a bit, doesn't it? So yeah. it's like it's just anything that's kind of lager esque could be styled yeah, yeah, after a Pilsner. That's mm. a good way to explain it. And I think we're agreeing that lagers are the most popular beer in the world because they are. Yeah. So if so, if you're taking lager as the category that's all inspired by Pilsner, then yes, okay, maybe that correct statement is correct. I hear I hear lagers making a big comeback soon as well, by the way. <laughs> in the crafty beer market, yeah. yeah. Although, in, also at the same time, sorry to, to to expand on that a little bit further, it's basically any breweries that are more than say, uh, this is pretty arbitrary, more than uh, or oh, sorry, are less than forty years old, are going to be influenced by all the ones before because of the number of breweries there were before say sorry maybe mm. 50 years 1950 1970 and before that that number we've seen grow exponentially how many breweries there are so if there are and basically all of the breweries that for instance have bro- um, have you know come about since the 1960s must be to a certain extent influenced by the ones who are still in business from 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago. I'd have mm. thought. No, yeah. Well, I think, I think you can't... Yeah, exactly. You're basically saying you can't ignore what's, what's happened behind yeah. you. That's it. Like To say that you've rejected it all and you're doing it your own way is like... You, we've seen breweries do that and I think that's fair but the fact that there is actually a beer industry you can't say that you've created it you know like it's, it's happened before you've been influenced by it happening um, you might have your own take on it and doing it in a fresh or innovative way but you certainly can't dismiss what's come before yeah yeah exactly 
It's like, like you know, there's like a new band now, and uh, you know, if they were to claim to not be influenced by the Who, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, whether you like it or not, you probably are, basically. And it wouldn't be take long before someone will have put a mashup of their songs against like the Who songs yeah. of where yeah. their, their their riffs will have come from and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so like, I think wrapping up on, on Pilsner Urkel, obviously the the world's uh, you know first Pilsner. Uh, on Instagram, they have thirty point five k followers. Yeah, quite and nice. on on Twitter, they have um, six point nine k followers. And this is their, I think, their UK one. Um, but yeah, it seems to be there. They have one beer, which is the Pilsner Urquell. Um I haven't, unless you guys can tell me otherwise, other beers that they do. It seems to be this is the one beer they make. They don't make a naught percent of it version of it either. It's just this is their beer. It's the oldest pilsner, and this is how you consume it. And they've really doubled down on that. Yeah. Well, if well, if you can do it, well, commit to it. Yeah. And that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. Don't fix it.